Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Yes, she's always right here when you need her. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Hi, Benny. Good morning, Sue. How are you, lovely? Doing very well. We've uh, thawed out nicely since yesterday, and uh, we're doing pretty good. Okay, so the weather... Okay, I, <laughs> Spring, I, you know I whatever. live up on Hollywood Hill. That was the craziest... Yeah. I, seriously, <laughs> it couldn't decide if it was going to downpour snow if it was going to blow wind, if it was going to hail, that was so crazy. Yeah, it's we like still a pot- have tons of snow up here. You? Yeah, it's a potpourri of weather these uh, this seasonal day, uh, time. And so we had about pretty much, you know, it like came down in buckets all of a sudden and then it just was gone. And then so then, of course, you have the aftermath from all the drivers. So hopefully everyone is just still staying safe and um, out there on the roads. It's still a little slick. So just be careful. Yeah, be careful and watch for those kiddos walking around. Please, please, please yep. watch for those kiddos. Well, wonderful to have you here, Benny. All of our listeners, thank you so much. I know you're tuning in because you love me. You love what I'm bringing, and I love all of you, and it's a new perspective. It's new thoughts. It's a new idea. It's a new you. Thank you so much. Today we have a guest. Um, His name is Barry Goldstein, and we're going to be talking to the secret language of the heart, Um, literally the language of the heart, and that is also happens to be the title of his book. I'm going to get to him in just a minute, but um, there's a couple of things I just want to talk about today. Well, first of all, Benny, you know, I know January is your month, but tomorrow is like March 1. Yeah. March happens to be, you know, my month. Uh-huh. My, my birthday month. Are you looking I'm forward? I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you should be. You should be. <laughs> Yes, so we have some fun things lined up, and uh, I'm excited for that. But also, I wanted to let you guys – well, let me do this, because I wanted to talk to chaos. We're, we have a lot of chaos going on in our life, and I actually reached out to a dear person in my life, Mira Kelly, last night, because there was chaos, and I thought I was doing so good. I was in a meditative state, my my. My body was calm. Actually, I was listening to Barry's music with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was in this beautiful, calm, open heart state. And then I get home, and there's chaos of the kids. There's chaos of the husband. There's chaos of the life. And I just looked, and I I was just standing there in my own awareness, kind of dumbfounded, going, what in the world is happening? So I was in my own awareness. And I'm telling you this, so when it happens to you, this is some tools that you can do too. So, Because I thought I was doing so good. I was so calm and open-hearted and everything was going great. And, of course, I set up the expectation that the rest of my evening was going to be calm and relaxed. And, yeah, no, that's not what happened. It was chaos. And I literally just stood in my awareness, stood and just watched everything happen stayed as calm as I could, and then honestly, I went and hid upstairs in my bedroom just going, what in the world just happened? So why am I telling you this? Beautiful Mira Kelly reminded me something that Dr. Joe talks about, and he says chaos is organizing themselves to a new and better way. 
that order is coming. So just stay calm and do the best that you can. Just remember that chaos is organizing in a new way. You've got new energies that are coming. So just be calm, have compassion for the moment, and stay in that awareness and watch what's going on. I just thought that was so powerful. And then I drew a card this morning, and it says, I know that when my attitude is positive, my relationships are positive too. Today, I choose to be positive. So that is my gift to all of you. Yeah, we're all in chaos, but you know what? It's you that chooses to have the attitude. It's you in said relationship. So you choose today to be positive, have compassion, and allow the chaos to come and go. Be that awareness. Be that observer. I have a special little note to um, someone who, uh, a soul that came into my life quite, quite many years ago, and her name is Anne. And I just wanted to do a special shout-out to you, whether you're listening or not. I love you, and you definitely made a difference in my life. You make a difference in many people's lives. And I wish you a blessing on this peaceful journey. And I know that I will see you on the other side. Love you to pieces, and um, just blessings on your journey. All right. So before we get to Barry Goldstein and the secret language of the heart, I want to remind all of you of some of my superstars behind the scene, one of which, of course, is our executive producer, Benny. Thank you very much. And Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Now, Resonate helps you build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, they can help you build and sell that too. That's important. So contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult to see what options they have for you. So go to www.resonateweb.agency. Tell Josh you heard about him on my show, and he'll give you some love. I mean, he'd give any of you love and all that. So... Another announcement, wanted to remind all of you, of course, I do clarity coaching, intuitive psychic readings, and all of that, and help you get um, clear on your path. I do that on the phone. I do that via Skype, uh, energy healings as well, and I also do that down at the Woodenville Women's Clinic, and you'll have to make your appointments through me, and then I can meet you down there as well. So I guess that's it. I got to do a shout out to my Mexico, my Jackie, my Roberto, or my 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 Robert, my Rodolfo, my Pepe, my Mira in Chicago. All these beautiful, wonderful people. Of course, Canada, Norway. All of you. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today and every day. Okay, Greg Braden, Neil Donald Walsh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Though, I mean, this is just the top three of the testimonials that I'm reading to the book, The Secret Language of the Heart with Barry Goldstein. Let me give you a little bit of background on Barry Goldstein. It's pretty impressive. Barry has composed and produced for television, film, major record labels, and top ten recording artists. Barry Goldstein's music musical experience spans many styles and genres, from co-producing the Grammy Award-winning Grammy Award-winning, folks, 69 Freedom Special with Les Paul for Best Rock Instrumental in 2005, to providing ambient music to Shirley MacLaine, 
by the way, love her. She's been on my show. What a blessing. In addition, as an artist, Barry reached the Billboard Top 10 Albums on the New Age charts with New York Times bestselling author Neil Donald Walsh. Barry's CD, Ignite the Heart, recently won Coalition Visionary of Resources Award for Best World Fusion Album of 2005. I know that's a big, huge mouthful. But I want you, really quick before I bring him on, when we go in and out of commercials or behind the scenes, I want you to listen to the music that's happening because Barry has given us three beautiful music. It's Heart Codes, Prayer of the Heart, and Lift the Light music that we're going to or Benny is going to be playing behind the scenes. It's absolutely beautiful. So without any further ado, Barry, welcome. Sue Lundquist, welcome here. Well, thanks, Sue. I'm so excited to be here today with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes, I feel like I should have this huge drum roll. It's such a, an amazing, I mean, producer of television and film. But, you know, I want you to discuss the history of how you came about this, and then I want to jump into the language of the heart. Can you do that for me in the audience? Sure. Well, I mean, for me, it started at a, at a very young age, and I talk about that in the book. You know, like my first real memory of it is, is kind of sitting with my mom on the piano and her she didn't play, um, wasn't formally trained, but she played by ear. And I remember her actually playing the notes from Yellowbird by Harry Belafonte and singing along with it. And I remember just being in awe of watching her fingers and her singing notes match that. And I didn't know until years later that was what was called resonance, um, wow. you know, when a note is magnified by another note. But I remembered how the piano kind of hung in the air of the room and being fascinated by the note, you know, and how music filled the room. And that was really, um, you know, the start of it all for me. As the fascination, you know, grew to me playing guitar, you know, when I, was, I started playing guitar at about 11 years old. And, you know, then my parents um, buying me my first electric guitar, which is a whole story about, you know, my, my journey with that, which was, of course, um, a Les Paul guitar. And, you know, then really kind of moving into music production um, through and composition through songwriting, being a singer-songwriter. And, um, you know, that led into my journey and fascination of how music can be used as a healing tool and um, how people began to use that music um, really kind of sparked me writing the book. So that's that's it in, in a nutshell. If you want me to get more descriptive about it, you know, with, with specific stories on, on the Les Paul, just let me know and I'll be glad. More than well, glad well, to yeah, share let's, things let's, that's fun. I, lo- I know the audience loves to hear that. What? Well, first of all, what is a Les Paul? You've got to explain that because there's many people that don't know what that is either. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, Les Paul uh, was the person who invented the Gibson Les Paul and yeah. it Basically, it's it's one of the it was the first solid body electric guitar that was invented, and you know it's considered you know one of the highest quality guitars that you could buy and play. So you know, for me, uh, when we were going to buy my first guitar, you know, we didn't come from a lot of money. I grew up in the Bronx and in New York City, and we had a budget of about one hundred and fifty dollars. So when we walked into the music store. I was looking at buying a Fender Telecaster or a Stratocaster, and we were just about to to buy one. And, you know, I think that the salesman realized that my father was definitely buying a guitar that day. 
he said, let me show you one more guitar. And so he brings out this um, guitar and he opens up the case. And I, I still remember because it was this hot pink plush velvet, you know, <laughs> lining of it, which was very, very symbolic of the 70s. That's when, that's when we were buying the guitar. And I remember seeing this cherry sunburst guitar and my eyes just, you know, must have lit up because it was the same guitar that my, my idols, which were at the time Carlos Santana and Jimmy Page played. Mm. So, you know, my dad really seeing how that affected me, um, he, I think he knew he was buying the guitar that day <laughs> one way or another uh, and was in complete fear of my mother who was waiting at home because my mother was a four foot five bundle of, you know, this, this small person, but this big energy, you know, so him having to explain how he, you know, quadrupled his budget. And he, um, he took me to the side and, and said, you know, I will buy you this guitar, but I want you to promise me that you're going to stick with music. And, you know, at 14 years old at the time, you know, I made that promise, you know, like any other 14-year-old kid. And I said, sure, 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 just let's get the guitar, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't realize at that time, you know, that I was seeding an intention as well and seeding a very powerful um, vehicle of, of sticking with music because of that promise. Mm. And yeah, so I, for years, you know, I'd sit on the bed and write songs that I'm, you know, with the guitar, and I'd always be looking at that name, Les Paul, and it, you know, it was always symbolic of my dad's belief in me. And um, that promise created, you know, literally a musical standard, which led to me becoming a music producer. And, you know, we would go see Les Paul play, me and another producer friend of mine, when he was in his 80s. Every wow. Monday at the at the Iridium in New York, Les played. And really interesting because the doctor, Les's doctor, after having a, a heart attack and his hands weren't functioning well, um, his doctor prescribed to him that he plays, you know, he go back out there and play to keep him up, to keep him healthy. So wow. very interesting. Uh, so we go and we approach Les, me and my friend who were producing. This was right after the Frank Sinatra duet CD. And we said, wouldn't it be cool to get Les back out there as, you know, and do this album, you know, that was filled with duets with other, other people, you know? And so we approached Les with that, and he literally, you know, he said, uh, my recording days are over. You guys are crazy. He said, if you get one person that's on your list, because we had, we had the whole thing, our wish list, you know, Sting was on it, and Eric Clapton, and Jeff Beck. He said, if you get one person on that list, I'll do an album with you. And, um, you know, so he wasn't very open to it. And literally about six years after that, my, my friend Bob, who was a producer with me, had a lot more tenacity than I did. I was still pursuing it. And he ran into Jeff Beck at a Songwriters Hall of Fame dinner. He was at the of course he did. It. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And, and he said to... Um, Jeff, he said, would you like to be on an album with, with, you know, a tribute album for Les Paul? This is six years later. And Jeff said, oh, my God, the Les Paul. And I don't think Les realized how many people, you know, he was responsible for 
creating their guitar sound. He was such an innovator, you know, and the oh. things that he created. You know, and he was in such he was in such high respect of people and he had lost I think he had lost touch with that. And Jeff said, What do I have to do to be on the album? Um, so um, Bob being really smart and in the music business for a long time and savvy said, You need to sign this napkin <laughs> saying <laughs> that your intention is to sign and I need a direct number to you that I could contact you with tomorrow. So Jeff gives him all that, and Bob goes to EMI Records, you know, which was Les's label, and he said, Jeff Beck just committed to doing this album you know, with, um, with Les, and Les said, if I get one person on the album, that he was willing to do it. So EMI literally called Les from the office and you know, said, Jeff Beck committed to doing the record, and Les goes, well, I guess we're doing an album then. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and literally everyone on our wish list came through. The next one was Eric Clapton when he found out Jeff Beck was on. Sting ended up on the album. And wow. um, Josh And what Stone, a tribute Keith to Les Richard. Paul. You know, I'm full sorry? circle for him. A tribute to Les Paul, a full, full circle for him. Right, and literally reinventing himself because it, like the, the cut that I co-produced, one best rock instrumental. Les was known as a jazz guitar player. Oh, you know, so wow. at 90 years old when it came out, um, you know, he literally reinvented himself. And the Les was very, very tuned into music and the healing aspects of it and frequency. But the really the, why I love sharing this story with you because we all know how powerful intention can be. And for you know years, I would picture myself, you know, uh, and I created the space of what a Grammy Award winner producer's um, space would look like, you know, to fine-tuning it. And I didn't know how that was going to happen. You know, and literally it was 30 years almost to the date when they bought me that guitar because we had the Gibson Paul Les, um, you know, Les Paul card they give you when you buy it. And my mother showed it. It was 30 years later uh, that from the day my dad bought me that guitar. Oh, my gosh. We were, we were nominated for the Grammy. So, um, you know, the, my message to people with that is you don't always know how long that intention is going to take to manifest, you know, when you're seeding it. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it became a really big vehicle for sharing my work. So, so powerful. And your work is beautiful. If you guys are just tuning in, we are speaking to Barry Goldstein, his latest book, The Secret Language of the Heart. You can find more of his information at barrygoldsteinmusic.com. We were just talking to his 14-year-old self, setting the attention, intention of having a Grammy, not really knowing that that's what he was doing, and actually playing with Les Paul, the 90-year-old guitarist, um, and his actually Barry's first guitar was a Les Paul Gibson. Well, that is incredible. So that was your your transition, your journey to the Grammys. Let's talk about the healing aspect, the transition from creating music for the art and entertainment, moving into the health and utilizing it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, just like so many people, you know, they have this high expectation and of, of what their career is going to look like. And you know, there are times where we hit that, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it then becomes a job or a routine. 
And literally, that's what happened to me. I had kind of lost touch with that 14-year-old kid who was sitting on the edge of his bed, you know, like in awe of music, to it becoming a job where I was spending 100 hours to create a five-minute song. And, you know, I really was, I became very aware of that. And um, it, it brought me a lot of sadness that not, you know, not being able to connect with music in the way that I used to. And like you said um, about chaos, and I, I want to visit that, revisit that with you too when we start getting in, into this more. But there was a chaos that was kind of unruly, that was kind of boiling underneath. And I realized that the foundation of what I thought was going to be, you know, a heart-opening career was kind of, you know, moving around a lot in chaos. And so I decided I needed to reinvent myself and kind of go back to the, the ability to not know exactly where I was going because everything had the musical compositional process and as a pop producer was becoming very predictable. So I began to take these hour-long journeys where I would just literally let the music kind of flow through me, very avant-garde and very mm. ambient. Yeah. and um, That's beautiful. You know, and I say that. And I, I Hang on, Barry, just one quick second. And I say that because sure. for me... I feel the music before I hear the language. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I do Absolutely. for so for so many years, and I and I just had my own awareness a few years ago for so many years because of my post traumatic stuff, or you know, I'm, it, I label that just because we're on radio. But because of my stuff, I was so chaotic in my head. I was so shut down. There was so much going on. I literally, Barry, could not hear the language that people were singing through their songs. I could hear the beat, and I could hear the waves, and I could hear what was, what the feeling was, but not until recently have I been able to actually hear the language. And I think that, for me, is why your music is so powerful, because I so feel it so deeply. So I guess that's what I just wanted to insert there. So please continue. Yeah, I think, I think that's important because, you know, I might um, argue with some that that what you were hearing really was the language, you know, and the verbal part of it, you know, is, is just another aspect of it. Gotcha. You know, okay. But you know the what, and that's a very powerful thing in music that the emotion and the intention of the composer is embedded in that song, and and that's what you were feeling because that's what you were really connected, you know, connected to that aspect of it. The words were not in that time of your life might not have been as meaningful to you as the actual emotion of, of what the composer was creating. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that's part of what, what was happening with me as well, is I needed to feel music again. You know, I needed to go through a process on my own of not just composing, but for myself to be decomposing and relaxing and moving back to my heart with it. And oh. so what I realized was that um, as I was doing that, I was researching that the heart tempo at a relaxed state was 60 beats per minute. And I began to compose music at that tempo, um, which later became my series, Ambiology, um, which, you know, has been used in hospitals and hospices and for birthing children in the world. And, you know, but it was all started from the point, and I'm sure you've experienced that when you're creating and you have no attachment to it, mm, yeah. that's when things really ripple out. Yummy. That's so, the yummy space. <laughs> yeah, and that's really what happened. I didn't think anyone was going to listen to these hour-long pieces of music that had no melody in them, you know. And, um, you know, 
they actually ended up rippling out and, and assisting people. And that's really what brought my um, what my curiosity even further to saying, wow, this thing called entrainment, right, when you're our internal metronomes of our heart, right, have the ability to adapt and synchronize to the tempo of music. All right, so we're going to have to break that down a little bit, Barry. Let's do a little step back just to make sure we don't lose our audience here. So break that down a little bit. Sure. So if you think about like a grandfather clock ticking in a room, right, if you listen to that long enough, right, and you're watching it, you will begin to adapt to that tempo. Your breath will begin to slow down to match it, right, and your heart will begin to adapt to it as well, the beats per minute of your heart. And so our hearts are are an internal clock, and music has a clock as well, right, that it's composed at a tempo, right, a meter. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can, once we know that we have the ability to adapt to music and synchronize to it, then we can target different states. You know, if you want to relax, music at 60 beats per minute are wonderful for relaxing. But if you want to get up, right, and dance, Right? Like a lot of people work out with music that is much more geared towards club music or songs that really bring them up. They're going to work out to those and increase their heart rate. Mm-hmm. So once we know, we realize the science behind it, that we can literally, it's called entrainment, our, the ability for our internal um, metronome to adapt to an external metronome within music. Oh, I love that. Now, audience, did you get that? So literally you have an internal clock and your body, like you were talking about, and I, you know what? You say that, Barry, and I, you brought me back to when I was a little girl, and I would hear the clock on the wall, and I would literally start, you know, I call it spacing out, but going into that zone because I'd hear the tick of the clock, and I would just go into that relaxed state. You call that entrainment, Correct. That's right. And literally, so they've done studies where they've had people who, with anxiety sit in a room just with a metronome. So a metronome would be very similar to that clock. It's just kind of going tick-tock, tick-tock, yeah. right? Yeah, At 66 beats per minute, and they showed there was not even with music, just with the, the metronome itself, they were able to show that people were able to relieve anxiety just by moving into that, into that synchronizing with that tempo. Into that space, and then there's so much other research. You know what, Barry? Let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial, and then when we come back, let's talk about how that entrainment, how that internal clock, and how our bodies adapt to that, whether it's relaxing, and then what that looks like when you assist with Alzheimer's, autism, Parkinson's, and other issues. You were talking a minute ago about um, anxiety and depression. So when we come back from a break, let's get into the medical aspect of it and how this can truly help and how it is helping and transforming millions of people's lives, including myself. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We are talking to Barry Goldstein, his latest book, The Secret Language of the Heart. We will be right back. Be sure to listen to the music. Thank you.
Chances are, if you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist, you already know what so many others know. This is a special show hosted by a special woman. If you own or manage a business, Gratitude Cafe is your chance to align your advertising message with the power of the positive. Best of all, the options are affordable, so you can stretch your advertising dollars to reach even more listeners. Learn more today at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's 1150kknw.com. Ready to release pain? Energy is not bound by space. Whether you're in Tennessee or Sue's own backyard of Woodenville, Washington, Sue Lundquist can do both in-person and distance energy healing. Sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body. You'll find both a guide and a healer in working with Sue. Hire Sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Life is full of questions. Find the answers at 1150kknw.com. Eileen Grimes, host of the Jupiter Rising Show, invites you to read her weekly horoscope message for your sign. Check out 1150kknw.com and click on your sign. It's that simple. Stars, Psychics.com sponsors KKNW's horoscope feature and is ready 24-7 to get you answers about love and life stars psychics.com that stars with a z psychics.com attracting the wrong things in your life blocked in transition can't seem to get clear let sue lundquist intuitive clarity coach guide you through to confidence and sustained positive change this is achieved with easy practical tools you can use in your everyday life call now for your personal one-on-one clarity coaching session with sue to get back to who you really are Confident, purposeful, and positive. Call Sue at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. have a spiritual hug going on right now literally a spiritual <laughs> hug it's beautiful oh that's so Thank yummy you. all right if if you're just tuning in and you've missed the first half of the show ah poo poo on you what are you doing go to www.sulunquist.com and get the newsletter to uh and the the actual the radio show to come to your inbox um so sign up for the newsletter and you'll get all that taken care of 
Um, all right. So the first top of the hour, we have talked about some amazing things. Barry talking about setting his uh, intention at 14 years old and actually that coming to fruition. Was it 30, 20 or 30 years to the day being nominated for Grammy? That Grammy included not only his wish to have a Les Paul Gibson, which is an electric guitar, but literally the Les Paul on his record album, but also Jeff Beck signing on for this whole collaboration of music. And that we talked about setting the intention, and Barry kindly reminded us that you can set your intention, and it may not come to fruition a week. It may take 20 or 30 years. Just set it there. Let it be. And everything is energy. Just match that frequency, and that reality will come true. Now, when we were at break, Barry and I were talking about how interesting, and you guys know this for um, listening to my show, there, there always seems to be this vein, this commonality, this, this lesson that needs to be heard or learned um, in each show, and it happens to be that we're talking about chaos. And Barry and I were talking at the break that, of course, it would be because there's so much chaos in our lives, but not only his music, but his book, The Secret Language of the Heart, helps. You. That is your tool, folks, that tool that helps you bring yourself back to a calm. But you first need to have that awareness. You hear me talk about that in all of my curriculum and everything that I teach. A number one is awareness, awareness that you're even in that chaos. And at the top of the hour, Barry was talking about he did. He realized that he was in this awareness of chaos in his own life, and, you know, it was just like the gerbil wheel, and he wasn't happy. He wasn't in love. He didn't feel the music. So he changed. He reinvented himself because of this new awareness and said, yeah, that's not going to be me anymore. And he wants to feel the love again. So he started sitting, what was it, Barry, you said an hour listening to just music, right? Well, actually, I would let the music come through me. I would uh, that's playing it. keyboard and just compose it for just a free fall for an hour. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. I love that. So free falling for an hour, and he has created medical music. I love that medical. My term. I don't know if you've used that, but that just came through me. Medical music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it is. I mean, listen to this. It's heart codes. It's prayer of the heart. Lift the light. Those are just the top three songs that we're going to be hearing today. But Barry and I also talked at the break how important it is that we talk about the chaos in this section as well, because music helps not only the physical, but the emotional, spiritual, the whole body. So let's talk about that, Barry. Well, I think that all of us experience chaos, you know, and it looks different on a daily basis, you know, and it's how we basically handle it. And I I think that for me, when we look at our health, I, mean, I don't look at it just as a physical body. I think of it as a four-body system, which is our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So there could be chaos in any one of those areas. And what happens, what's the amazing thing, and this is where it gets interesting, is that when we're in those spaces of anxiety or we have a physical challenge or a family member, you know, we have something going on in a relationship, we stop um, talking to our heart. You know, we disengage our heart, and most of us move into our brain, and we try to handle these things. Mm-hmm. And what happens with music is music re-engages the heart. It restarts that conversation when we're in places of fear, 
right? And it allows us to know that we're safe, that we're secure, that we're taken care of. So many of us don't utilize music as a tool, you know, to disengage chaos, or many of us think of music simply as something that happens outside of us, you know, as that space of art and entertainment, you know, just listening to the radio. But what I'm here to tell you, and this is where it becomes a tool, is that within our physical body, that we have what I call an internal symphony. You know, and it's when in times of chaos that we can call upon this internal symphony, which is our heartbeat, our breath. You know, when we breathe in and we release a sigh, right, we're releasing mm. so much anxiety, you know, that's going on within that chaos. And each one of us has a unique symphony. So your heartbeat, Sue, and your breath, are completely different than mine. There's no two internal symphonies that are the same. So when you went into your room, like you said, because you needed to get out of chaos, you know, you know, for me, a tool that I utilize that I, I created is called the heart song breathing process. Mm. And I created it just for exactly that process of, because I would be all completely zen out and meditate and I'm all calm, as you said, the same, you know, for yourself. And when I lived in New York, I would walk 15 blocks to my recording studio, you know, and those 15 blocks, there were sirens going <laughs> off, you know, there were unpleasant, you know, aromas coming from, yes, from the street, yes. you know, and then like, now I'm in my recording studio literally 15 minutes later, and I'm, you know, in a state of, of you know, awareness that I'm in some type of chaos and I want to move into a beautiful creative space. Yeah. So I created this um, process and maybe we can just do it like a couple of breaths and just see how powerful our internal symphony is. But for a moment, Sue, just place your hands on your heart and let's have our listeners do that as well. All right, and listeners, everybody, we're going to take a minute and listen to Barry and just put your hand on your heart. Okay, Barry, take it. Right. So, when you place your hand on your heart, there is an awareness that you want to move your thoughts. The Native Americans say the longest journey you'll ever take is from your mind to your heart. Mm. So you're allowing that thought to just kind of move down to your heart. And this is a three-breath process. So as you place your hands on your heart, if you're sitting in a chair, just place your feet on the floor and like that. And the first breath we're going to take is we're going to gently bring a breath in through the bottom of our feet our lower body, and then we're going to release it through our heart. So with your hand on your heart, just join me. Take a breath up all the way through the bottom of your feet. Nice deep breath And then just slowly release it through your heart. And you want to hear that sigh. You want to have an audible sigh. The actual sound of it actually getting it out. Awareness. Right, exactly. That you're... You're part of this process, and you're listening to the sound of your own side, which is unique from everybody else's. So that breath, when you bring it through the bottom of your feet, it's geared towards grounding you in your day, knowing that you're supported in your, in your walk of your day, whatever it is you choose to do. The second breath is geared t- towards the upper part of the body. So we bring that breath in through the top of our head, and then we bring that all the way through our face, our neck, down to our heart, and releasing it. So let's do that together as well. Bring that breath in through the top of your head, 
And then release it through your heart. And that breath is connected with surrendering. You know, we very often when we're in chaos, we move to a place of control and we have to have all the answers in that moment. But when we bring that breath in to the top of our head, it's about trusting and knowing that that energy is going to move and it's going to move into some type of equilibrium, you know, eventually. Mm, so, beautiful. Yeah. And then the third breath, we integrate those two breaths together. And the book goes into detail with this and gives you charts of it. And it's a very important process. Even though it's a simple process, it's powerful. The third breath is just bringing the breath in through the heart and then releasing that breath out through the heart. And just for like 10 seconds, just with your hands still on your heart, just allow yourself to feel the energy of your own heart. Now, Barry, how powerful would this be if this was taught in the, all of the education system from right, elementary? And um, exactly, because, you know, so we're being taught so much to engage our mind. We don't even do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore where we used to put our hands on our heart at least at the beginning of the day. You know, we don't have any tools to reconnect with the heart. And mm. I think that was one of the biggest intentions of the book is that within each one of us, within our hearts, we're here to share something, a gift that we've come to, you know, this life with. And that gift lives in our heart, the center of who we are. Mm, and beautiful. The only, yeah, the only way you can listen to that is by having a conversation with it. And that conversation starts with processes like this where we're actually listening. You know, your um, show is called The Gratitude Cafe. When you listen to the essence of those simple sounds, your heartbeat and your breath, what happens is if you do this on a daily basis, you begin to form a deep appreciation for just the simplicity of being alive. You have your heart, you have your breath. And no matter what's going on within this chaos that you have, like, if, you know, whatever was going on in your household, you know that you can come back to your own heart, your own unique, what I call your, your unique heart code, it's your own unique vibration that exists within you that you could come back in any time and you could plug that into your day at five minutes during your lunch break if you're having a hard time at work you know or you know coming home at night if there's things going on in your household or starting your day with it and what's all happening of the above. In your, right all of the above and, and that's the thing it only takes five minutes what's happening from a scientific point of view when you're moving to this place because yes it's a great emotional and spiritual tool but when you're moving to these states where you're, where you're now in a more relaxed state, this is called the parasympathetic state. So it's the opposite of like running from the bear, right? It's more like you're, you're able to know you're safe and secure and you don't have to run from the bear of your life, you know, the chaos in your life that's coming at you. And when your body moves to this parasympathetic state where you relax, this is where your body has the ability to repair, detox, rejuvenate. And this is like so important, you know, for people who are going through daily life, but even people more so who are going through challenges of illness, you know, with so much, um, we're seeing so much of cancer on the rise and mm. you know, of, of heart problems and even, you know, 75 million people who have insomnia in this country. Oh, my so, gosh. 
So that is what I call the internal the music, the symphony of your of within your body. I think that's beautiful. So if you guys, we're talking to Barry Goldstein and his latest book. We just had a beautiful. Um, how to, the three steps on how to connect again to your heart, get grounded, trust and surrender versus control, and then breathing in and out of that heart space. Reconnect yourself to your very own internal symphony, as Barry affectionately calls it. It's beautiful, your own internal symphony. Everybody has your own. It's your heartbeat. It's who you are. It's your essence. His latest book, The Secret Language of the Heart, um, we are actually going to give a copy away. So the second caller who calls in, one 5569 Again, 1-888-298-5569. The second caller, we are going to take first, last name, address, and email, and we will get you a copy of his book. If you guys want to get a copy yourself internationally, folks, let's join in. Amazon, all of that. Go get your own book. You can go to BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. You can go to Amazon, all of those outlets that you can. Go and get The Secret Language of the Heart. You could just Google Barry Goldstein. That's B-A-R-R-Y-G-O-L-D-S-T-E-I-N. And The Secret Language of the Heart. Oh, Barry, it's beautiful. I love the language that you use, you know, and you said something earlier, music to re-engage the heart. Re-engage, rejuvenate, relax, repair. These are some of the words that you are using um, to, to not have that chaos in your life. And you've created music and the, the tones. I, it, I need your language. I need you to be able to help me with the language because it's not tones. I, don't, I want to give it better justice than that. Can you explain to the audience what exactly you're doing with your music to create this healing entity? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different depending on where, you know, where I want to take people or where I want to take myself initially first. I think of music as a bridge. You know, so I always think of, and this is something to plug in for people's day as well, when you're utilizing music, you know, to create your own program, you have to ask yourself where you're at right now in this moment, where you want to go, right? Where's your ending point? And then where, what piece of music is going to take people there? So if I want to take people to a very relaxed state, you know, um, that's the outcome of it. And I, I'm, they're either starting in a place of anxiety or, you know, they're, they're in a place where they're tense and stressed out. So I usually utilize entrainment um, very specifically in a lot of my music at 60 beats per minute. And, you know, a lot of it really, there's different music. I, I compose based on what resonates with me first initially and to take myself out of that space. And I feel like if I'm going to heal myself, right, from being in a state of stress and the music works for me to do that. So I take myself into a meditative state where I'm composing. And if the music accomplishes what I want the audience to feel, then, you know, that's really how I work with, with all of my music. So it varies. If I want to inspire people, there's going to be more drums. You know, there's going to be a lot more activity in it. And, um, you know, I've even done music for animals and for uh, a new series that's geared for, for dogs and cats that is composed at different frequencies that's more conducive to their hearing because they don't hear things exactly the way that we do. 
So, and I think, too, this is where we're going with it. It varies on every musical piece. And that's why I say I call them musical prescriptions for how. Because I love just like it. we don't, you know, I mean, we don't want to prescribe the same prescription for everyone in our pharmaceuticals, right? Right. Why would we want to do that for what I call acousticals? Acoustic, right? I mean, so we want we want to ask people where you're at and say, wow, this piece of music would might be great for you. And then to the point where people become so familiar with, with their own bodies and what resonates with them that they're able to create their own playlists and programs for what, what's going on in their lives. I love it. And first and foremost, Barry, at the break, we were talking about this, and it's creating and having that awareness. You know, you at 14, looking back and setting that attention, and then what was 20 or 30 years later, having that awareness and well, that was the Grammys, but then also sitting in your own awareness that you did have chaos in your life. And I think that's important for the audience to hear because our chaos, whatever it's defined as, it could be anxiety, it could be sadness, it could be drama, whatever that looks like, that has quite possibly become your norm. Right, Barry? That's right. That's so, right. And, yeah, right. I mean, so many of us, too, you know, we have relatives or people experiencing <clears throat> you know, even um, more physically-based diseases like Alzheimer's and autism, and, and that brings even more chaos into our lives. So what's exciting to me, Sue, is that we're beginning to see music not just um, used for stress reduction, but we're seeing it being used now with Alzheimer's patients and, and autism and for stroke patients. And this is research-based, you know, it's not like, uh, antidotal, where you're hearing a testimonial from a relative. These are studies. Um, so can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. We've got a couple more minutes. Benny's um, taking some phone calls to um, also get that free book out. If you guys are just tuning in and um, we're taking a call, second caller, one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine to get the secret language of the heart. And we've got just a few more minutes. And, yes, please talk about that. Yeah, so I'm going to whiz two ways of music to use, and I'm just going to make some suggestions for people. So with an Alzheimer's, if you have someone in your life that's going through Alzheimer's, try to find out what type of music they listened to before they, you know, had the disease in full effect, because those, um, mem- those musical memories, uh, we call them, of preferred music, music they used to love to listen to, actually helps them um, access memories that they normally couldn't um, through, you know, traditional language. So, and also relaxing music will decrease their agitated behaviors that sometimes go on through that. So that's two ways to work with Alzheimer's. Create playlists of songs they used to love and some relaxing music. In autism, they're seeing that music can be used to increase emotional understanding. So if you play someone with autism a song like Happy by Pharrell, they understand what that emotion feels like. Or mm-hmm. Beethoven's a minor key will help them understand that. So, and this music being used as literally another language to increase emotional understanding with autistic children. So, for those people who, uh, I just want to go say three quick things. For those of you who want to create your own musical program, the starting point of that would be three times of the day that are most important. Just like you take a nourishment you know, for your meal, to have musical nourishment, 
in the beginning of your day, in the middle of the day, and of the end of your day. At the beginning of your day, ask yourself what kind of intention do you want to create with this piece of music. Very important. If you want to relax, a calm piece of music. But you might want to ignite yourself if you have an important business meeting or a leadership role. In the middle of the day, ask yourself, just like you have lunch to kind of rejuvenate your physical body, what type of music would rejuvenate you in the middle of your day? And at the end of the day, so important because so many of us don't wind down. We go from like listening to, you know, television or the news to just going to sleep at night or just, you know, going on our social network to give yourself an hour before sleep where you're winding down with a peaceful piece of music to tell your body it's time to move into a place of sacredness or, or dream state. So those are the three times I would suggest. Wonderful. I love that. And I have to tell you, um, I intuitively, I have been doing that to heal myself and to get myself into that parasympathetic state or that really relaxed state. Um, every night before I go to bed, that's what I listen to. I get into, awesome. yeah, every night, every single night. And um, I recommend that to people that I coach. Um, obviously, I recommend your music as well, but there's also um, information. I want to make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. We've got roughly three minutes, and the book is gone, so I will get you that information. Thank you, callers, for calling in. Um, Barry Goldstein is the name, the book, The Secret Language of the Heart. His website is www.barrygoldsteinmusic.com. We all need to work together here. Let it, let's all be the example and calm the chaos. I love what Barry says, your internal symphony, your own heartbeat. Reach into your own heart, your own heart code. He gave us some amazing tools. Put your hand on your heart. He gave us a three-step process that's also in-depth in his book, The Secret Language of the Heart. You can go get his book. Uh, if you missed that, please um, get your copy by going to my website, and you can get this radio program on my website or also delivered to your inbox. So go to www.sulonquist.com. He gave us the three steps, and that's um, the heart, the top of the head, and heart-to-heart breathing. I'm not going to go into much details because you've got to go back and listen to the show and or buy his book. Uh, the heart code, the internal symphony, finding your heart, calming the chaos. First, you have to have that awareness, right, Barry? The awareness yeah, that you're, you're in the chaos, that you are actually in that fight-or-flight mode. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just my norm. No, your body, that is not your norm. It doesn't have to reach a a state of chaos, even if we substitute the word chaos with challenge. Oh, yeah. The whole idea is that it doesn't snowball into chaos. If you have a challenge going on, utilize it as well. Not only that, look at all of the sports drinks and all of the amp-you-up caffeinated stuff that's going on out there. I don't allow any of that in my house. One, it's it's a death drink. Um, right. I'm not even going to say the names because I don't want to re- promote them, but please do not drink them. Do not give them to your kids. Ladies, if you're going through adrenal failure, that is a good indication that you need to rejuvenate, relax, and repair. You need to get back into that parasympathetic. We've got one minute to close. Please go get The Secret Language of the Heart. Barry Goldstein barrygoldsteinmusic.com. It's been an absolute blessing. Love to you, Barry. Love to all of you. Each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. I have chosen to be here. Awakened at this time. 
If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.